Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 84 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. I am Sabrina Collier. And I'm Greg Collier. Does it does <laughs> it get any whiter than a ukulele? Just I was about to, I was thinking that. Outside of Game of Thrones, where there are no black people, I was thinking that with the ukulele. It's kind of Hawaiian. I guess though. a banjo. I could have played a banjo. Yeah, a banjo would have been No, no, you could have played a, a cello. Fiddle. A fiddle would have been whiter. A ukulele is kind of uh, islandy, so you have to give you a pass on that. He is Jewish. He usually plays it on the roof. It's yeah, I know, right? Fiddle. Exactly. <laughs> While counting money, normally. Shit, <laughs> shit. So we are in the presence of a James Beard nominee. Yeah, first. What James. the heck? Just, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, come on. I can't believe you're here with us. I'm just cooling, man. Ain't nothing special. <laughs> Drinking black cherry sauce. Yeah, yeah. That comes had, with the rider. Yeah, these had, James Beard we, nominees. We had to sign a lot of papers to get him on, and one of them was he needed black cherry soda. So we didn't that's, get that's the my right rider. Black yeah. cherry soda is my rider. <laughs> I should ask for like uh, Jamaican yeah. spice popcorn or something. Yeah, right? no, we had to make the search for stuff like puff. Maybe I thought the, the, I, thought the black cherry, yes. I thought the black cherry soda. I had to go. I had to go to Earl's. It was closing in five minutes. Oh, I made it happen. Them, you should have sent them. Some Somewhere like in the hood. Like, see, yeah. that's, see, that's what I'm saying. See, <laughs> this is why, right? I would have made y'all. Find this is why you need Sabrina. <laughs> some what, like some coconut long boys or something? something yeah, crazy. some knee high, a peach knee high or something. Peach you didn't go deep. deep. That's you didn't go deep. deep. Yeah, this would have been that would have been a lot harder. <laughs> a peach knee high. I would have had to Google. I don't know what that, that is. First, yeah. for sure. What is really? that? Yeah. It's a peach soda. Um, normally around corner stores. Greg and I are both from Memphis, so a lot of corner store corner stores in the hey, south. You gotta, excuse me. You gotta talk. Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of corner stores in the South Talent. sold certain <laughs> certain <laughs> sodas. Oh, they heard that. Oh, wow. There's spousal like abuse. Stop. We're used to that. I'm here. trying to see how loud it's. We're having domestic here. abuse. Yeah. It's and, loud uh, enough. It, it could be louder though. It cannot yeah. be louder. Please. <laughs> but a lot of the corner stores sold things like that in your penny candies, and so you would get like a knee high soda in the summertime. Y'all like that flaming hot Fritos. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like what I'm saying. So for us, that's like that's like kid, like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now like we just got introduced to that. Yeah. <laughs> or delicious. you can get your pickle with your peppermint in the middle. That's like a that's oh a real wow. Shit, it's a yeah. It's a, they Is that say good? It's, they say it's a Chicago thing. Some know. people say, but it's a Memphis thing. It's very delicious. We put take a peppermint stick, put it in the middle of a dill pickle, crazy. and um, oh. Like that's, that's a summertime boy. favorite. So when I see stuff like on the sites um, on Facebook and they gentrified Kool Aid pickles, I'm like, shit, we've been doing that forever. Yeah, like, no people, big deal. You yeah. seen that? Have you seen that when they, you know, uh-huh. they do the things on Facebook where they're putting recipes? They gentrify like Kool Aid pickles. I'm Who like, Kool Aid pickles? Somebody Walmart. did it online. Oh yeah. no! So you're serious? Y'all are yes. Serious. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we like we've had that forever. It's just you go to the candy lady, you get your freeze cup. Um, and a Kool-Aid pickle. That was just a part of your summertime. Your candy lady really sold Kool-Aid pickles, bro? Yes. Yes. Miss Jerry sold Kool-Aid pickles. So is there yes. a candy lady in Charlotte? No. They, so a candy lady is... <laughs> I don't uh, think this, so. I, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> so candy ladies from where we're from are old black women. Mm-hmm. Sometimes old white women. It's always like an older white woman in the, in the neighborhood just like super cool, like way cooler than she probably should be. Um, but like, so they mm-hmm. sold, like they just went and bought... Stuff in bulk. We didn't know nothing about Sam's when we were like mm-hmm. nine. So they would go to Sam's, buy stuff in bulk, and sell chips for, you know, obviously profit. But they would oh. make like nacho, chili cheese yeah. fries or whatever and sell them out of their house like cottage cottage. Or style, get so. like canned. Okay. So they would get like, like he said, we didn't know about bulk. But they were older, so they knew. So they would get a case of like Butterfingers or something like that. Or the Tootsies. Or Tootsies. The, the penny candy. Just the real small ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And send them to you like for like a cent or something. Yeah. 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 Penny candy. It was like, penny oh my candy. God. I can get a hundred. And you run around the community all day with this big bag of candy and not yep. sharing with people. Not yeah. sharing with people. <laughs> my mom would be livid because she wouldn't let me do it. But when I went to my cousins uh, for the summer and stuff like that, my aunt was way more lenient. So we got to go to the candy lady over there and I ate freeze cups word, all day. Word, and word. like I would come home, my mom be like, what the hell is going on? Because I'd be wired up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't drank probably enough water all water, summer. But that was just a part of our childhood so when we do even when I'm thinking about concepts and when I'm coming back into restaurant concepts a lot of what we did at a part of our childhood our background us being from Memphis things are really specific to us um 
as far you're as the table. Can you hear yourself? Oh, I'm the table? sorry. Yeah. No, I like it. It's keep fine. It. Well, 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 keep it in the table. <laughs> Shut up. Well, thank you, Steven Spielberg. I got it. Stephon. <laughs> but um, they're really specific to us. Just because of Memphis has very specific things, certain things that I feel like um, other children probably experience, but just in a different way. So like the Candy Lady, Home, Chicken, Jack Pirtles, that's a big place. Um, it's like probably three or four locations. So I think it's a white-owned family, the Pirtles family, but they're all the places are in the hood. Like and in so, the worst neighborhoods. Yeah. So they don't. They're not even in the nice areas of town. Yeah. It's crazy. But they have the best gizzard gravy oh, wow. in the world like that I've had so far. Do you eat gizzard gravy? Yeah. That, I don't eat it here because I'm one here. How do you and you eat gizzard gravy? I don't know. Real weirdo. I don't like, but <laughs> the gizzard gravy is amazing. And so you get gizzard gravy, two-piece, three-piece, and those are, they're only in like the hood areas, which is like, it's just a thing, but it's a specific Memphis thing. So you're not going to get it anywhere else. And they're still alive. Mr. Pirtle's still Dixie alive. Dixie Queen, too. Dixie Queen. Is this is that chicken else? too, or it's Dixie burgers. Is like a burger. It's it's all. It's not like chips at all, really. It's like burgers, fries, um, and slushies, and you can get oh, like it's like good. it's kind of like Dairy Queen. Yeah. Except it's like somebody actually cooking all this stuff in house, and you can't. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's like I the, the best, really cheap burger you can find. It's delicious. It's a late night after the club. It was um, the worst. Scene, like after we would go, Greg and I met when we were in college. And we were, his friend was actually dating my roommate. Oh. And so at that point, I didn't like him or his friend. You like, they were, lie, what college? Like, so I was going to Christian Brothers. I was going to a Catholic university. It's, okay. in, it's probably like four CBUs. Time um, out, time out, wait. Why do you have to t- like lie and act like you didn't like me? Like that's not. I didn't like no, you. You think no, Greg thinks bro, Greg thought no, everybody that's liked not the him. Point. Y'all. This is the point. This is a really simple point. There was a this phone. So there was a I'm throwing this. So there was a point. That was James Beard. Right. <laughs> I wish I would have ran back out of from, this. Back from the dead. <laughs> what is going on? Um, I would have. First of all, so we so we met right, and we met kind of. Um, I didn't know that she was friends with my my dudes. You know what I'm saying? Um, girlfriend or none of that. So we met like I was just in the restaurant cooking chicken wings. So the first my first cooking job was working at a hot wing spot. And it was a hot wing spot that all the college kids went to, so she was in there studying one day. And for me, like, it was a lot of girls that came in there, but the one that was studying at 9 o'clock at night right before we closed was, like, the one for me. I was like, yo, I want her because she's just And it had random. nothing to do with impressing him. I need to study. I need back noise to study. Why? Nobody thinks you so were studying to so impress it's, me. So it's one of those things. It was, it was just <laughs> one of those things. Like, I wasn't going out and saying, oh, I'm about to study in public. You I see, just need to And they're looking studious, trying to get yeah. his eye. See, see this is the denying, <laughs> just, right? I didn't those know cute that. glasses. Oh, Did she have those? So then? the thing I, is, I can see then. So so my um so my best friend's dad at the time he was like yo, um, Lucky. So the, my nickname That's is Lucky. Nickname back, back, back home. Nickname back home. He was Lucky. like yo, Lucky. I want you to meet Mr. Brent. I was like, hey, how you doing? Because uh, I thought she was cute. She was in her study. And so for me, from then it was like, okay, I'm gonna try to whatever. I was gonna try to get her. Um, but I wasn't trying to necessarily have a relationship, but I just knew she was cool. And then I would see her later dressed up and at the club, and then she was hanging with um, my best friend's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, so now we have a connection, so I get to see you more. So from the point that we met each other, right, to some point out here, let's say three, four, <laughs> six months maybe, some point out there, some things happened Maybe where I was like, she was like, yo, that dude's an asshole. But she didn't never not like me, oh, though. Like, no. I was, I'm a funny guy, So bro. I thought like, you were an asshole, but I did not dislike you. Yes. What did he do? That is Greg Collier Jr.'s way of wait, thinking. Wait, 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 wait. Just... That's possible? <laughs> you think I'm an asshole and not dislike me as a human being? There was being. a point like, in life where I did not like I him or like his friend. I didn't, like, behead squirrels, bro. Like, I was a good person. You act like he They deserve Greg... it, though. <laughs> And you don't watch Game of Thrones? You know, squirrel beheading? What is going on? Yeah, he's been beheading squirrels no, no. all day before he got here. <laughs> no, I like squirrels. Rats, though. I'd a, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, was he a player? Like, Greg, he was. And okay. he's always had the confidence he has now in his cooking. Greg has always had. Um, 
Which can come off a little arrogant. At Bro, times I wasn't a player off. neither. I, 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 I let you that. tell your story. <laughs> I resent the player. <laughs> he came off at times kind of arrogant, kind of like you know I'm you know I'm hot shit. Um, but he was always a sweet guy. He was just like at times he was the guy at the club because um, we did a lot of partying in, in college. You know the in the Memphis area where Chings was. Oh gosh, that's my fault. Oh, in Ch- at Chings that was the Michelin guide. <laughs> 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 we got missions in Charlotte. We've been complaining way too much. <laughs> That's what's right? going on. <laughs> at Chings, there was, um, and they were right in the middle of all the colleges. So you had University of Memphis, and then you had um, Christian Brothers University, which the high school is an all boys school, but the college is, you know, girls and boys. So I was going to that school. Greg was at U of M. Then this is after he came back home. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. That's a long story. But no. This is after he came were home. Were you there? When uh, Tigers basketball. Were you there when Derrick Rose was there? No. I think Derrick Rose is younger. Oh than no, you. I was in Phoenix when Derrick Rose was there. Derrick Rose came in like two thousand and six. Yeah. Yeah, seven? Okay. Yeah, no, nah, I was in uh I was headed to Phoenix then. So yeah, we were in um at that point we were both in Memphis. I had to be like nineteen or twenty, but I was Deciding, I went into college really early. Um, I skipped my senior year of high school. My mom was like, kind of like, yes, you know, when your parents hadn't gone to college, and my mom had me young. Well, she, she still hasn't said this. Why she didn't like me, by the way? Because <laughs> you true. weren't She's asshole, getting great. It's not so, true. It's just not true. <laughs> so I was in school, you know, forcibly in school. You know, I wanted to be in school, but I didn't want to be there. I wanted to go. I always wanted to get out of Memphis because I was like, I want to go and travel and stuff. And my mom was like, No, you're 17. You're not leaving yet. So that's why I was still in Memphis during that time. And when uh, my friend and I had became roommates and lived together, and his best friend started dating him, I like saw how annoying he was. That's when I didn't like him. Stop. Then when they broke this up, not, there's no timeline. Anything. This when, doesn't even flow. When they broke up, this I didn't see. I didn't have terrible. to see him as much. But he became. I was like, he grew on me. He was still a nice. You missed guy. him a little bit. He wasn't around as I much. Did, let me like, tell you, I didn't miss him. That's correct. But that was like years later when I moved to Nashville nah, and Greg right, decided. Right. That's what happened. He, when he decided to move to Phoenix to go to culinary school, and he had been saying, "Oh, I'm going to go to culinary school. I really like cooking." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." I moved to Nashville, and then he called me one day while he was on the road, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He was like driving to Phoenix, and I was like, "Are you?" Serious? He was like, "Yeah, I'm driving to Phoenix now." So I was mad, and um, well, I think that truth was, now. That was probably the first time I realized that I liked them. You were like, "Oh no, I missed my chance liked here." Like maybe. That, yeah, <laughs> like like yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and on the way, as a disclaimer, he was screaming because they were having some type of tornado. He was driving. Through I drove to Oklahoma. Oklahoma like during tornado season, and it wasn't a tornado. It was just like really, really strong winds, but. Everything I had heard about Oklahoma and, you know, the panhandle, uh, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be bad. So it was raining and the wind was blowing and everybody out there was used to it. But I'm from Memphis when I'm, but it's like that. We're at home. So 18 wheelers were driving. It's just like driving. I'm like, bro, this can't be real. So they're getting over. I'm trying to get over. I'm almost at the side of the bridge. I'm like, yo, this 18 wheelers about to crush me. What is going on? He's screaming. And I'm like, are you okay? He was like, was yeah, he's okay. like, I, he's like, yeah, I almost died, but I'm okay. Yeah. And so that was like, um, I think the first time I like knew I cared. Like, okay, I, I like, I like him. And so once we started dating. He had been in Phoenix a year, had been in culinary school, really decided. I think I started liking him because I saw he's deciding to pursue something. I had known him as the fun weed head guy. Yeah. So Still after <laughs> after, <laughs> after I, I saw, like, okay, he's serious about something. He really wants to do this because um, I feel like I had always been kind of, I knew what I wanted to do, even though that wasn't what I really wanted to do. Like, I wanted to be a, I was a biology chemistry major. I wanted to be a pharmacist. But I always was waiting tables. I always was front of the house. And I loved it. I just thought it was a, a make money job while in college. And you know how your mom says, well, just do this till you get a real job. You know, I didn't know that was going to be my real job. So when he went into the food industry and pursued it further, I still wasn't thinking that I was going to go any further with food. I just, you know, was, okay, we started dating. I'm going to move to Phoenix where he is. 
I moved to Phoenix where wow. he was in 2000, January 2nd, 2009. So you really got together long distance. Like We were dating for there. six months, like long distance until I moved because he had already moved so far. Nashville is only like three hours from home. Right. He had already started culinary school. So that's one of, you know, where I was like, okay, I'll see how this works. And if I don't like him, I can come back home. And you wanted to travel and get out anyway. Yes. So yeah. I was going to go to Texas. I wanted to go to Texas. Phoenix and Texas are the same place. He, are his, they really? That was his I've argument. I've never been to Phoenix. <laughs> Do y'all know that was his argument? I, he was <laughs> Close like, enough. It's like a like desert, bro. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Hot, dry. Yeah, so, like, this is <laughs> Why'd you pick Phoenix? Because, um, like, literally, I wanted to. So I worked at a, I had a warehouse job, and I knew I needed to have something stable going into culinary school because I knew eventually I was going to have to work in the kitchen. But everything I knew about the kitchen was, I still know that now, is like you don't get paid great, mm-hmm. there's shitty hours, and it's hard work. So I, I had a really good warehouse job, and I was making, um, at the time, like maybe like 12 or 13 in Memphis, which back then was pretty good. And I knew transferring to Arizona would have gave me um, like a 3 or $4 raise. So just moving in, if nothing works, right, if I just keep this warehouse job, I'll be in a better uh, financial situation um, And I also wanted to go to a place that wasn't Memphis Like I was trying to figure out How do I get out of this environment A thousand percent Because I really didn't know who I was I was always around the same people I had the same friends And even when I didn't hang around those people Their friends and outside friends Like so many people in Memphis are so similar So I wanted to go to a place Like I'd never been lived in the West Coast I lived in Knoxville for a couple years But I never actually you know, got out of the South, got out of Tennessee. So I just really wanted to get in an environment where I would stick out like a sore thumb to see how I can handle it. So we picked Phoenix. And he was so shocked. I remember when he first moved there, he was like, he found a roommate like on Craigslist, like just set up for a psychopath. Shout out to Sean, man. He was a great guy. <laughs> he, he was a <laughs> worked nice out. guy. Yeah. He didn't murder you. He, was he did like, not murder you. He was a great guy. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Real cool He was guy. in shock. He was like, yo, this dude don't lock his fucking door, man. It's, um, it's crazy. Like, it was weird. The guy told him, like, just come in. The door's unlocked. Oh, wow. Like, and that was a culture shock. He had experienced first before I got there. I hadn't experienced it. was hot as shit. Shock. Nobody locks their doors in Phoenix? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not spread that narrative. Uh, but, I mean, he... So he lived behind a, um, well, we lived behind a QT at the time, and I had never saw a grocery store like a gas station like QT either. So for me, I was like, I went to the gas station. I was like, yo, bro, they got like hot dogs and shit. So like nice, that. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like, QT is amazing. So that was the first place I went because he was like, it's right behind the QT on this street. So I went there, and then um, I finally found a parking spot, and I went. To, he was like, it's unlocked. Just walk upstairs, and it was unlocked, and I walked upstairs, and nobody was outside. Um, like, it was some people outside, but none of the stuff that I'm used to going on outside was happening. It wasn't a lot of, it wasn't loud, you know, nobody was drinking, like, mm-hmm. nobody was hanging out. It was just, like, people were, like, people were just, like, chilling. It was calm, and I was like, yo, man, this, I, made the, I made the right decision. If I walked into a place behind this gas station, mm-hmm. in the, into a place, he was just like, bro, just go upstairs, you're good. I was like, all right, so... I'm good. I'm in a good place. And so he was there. Did you start culinary school immediately? No, no, no. So oddly enough, like I was doing like odd jobs, the little uh, wake up at 5 oh, o'clock in the morning. Tell them about the Google driving. Y'all, yeah, this so, is so funny to me. So, you know, Google driving has Google cars where they put the thing on top of oh, the yeah. car and they drive around. For the maps. Yeah. Greg used to do so, that. So <laughs> 10 years ago, they didn't. They had this computer that you would have to put in the car with this like um, – Antenna you put on top of your car like a uh, old school uh, police car style, and and you had to drive around. So let's set the scene. <laughs> and your Buick, it has to be Listen, your Now Buick. let's set this whole scene. Black guy, six three, driving around Scottsdale, Arizona, a '96 Buick, windows down, no AC, with this random antenna on top of the car, and I had to drive like almost in people's driveways because they wanted to map the whole place. I did that for like a week, and now I think about, it, I was like, yo, that's probably look crazy to people. It's like, what the fuck is he still driving around the neighborhood? They're all looking out their windows. Right, I was just, and the thing was, like, I was, I had to go to the end of the street. Back into somebody's yard, turn back around, go, and I had to go into every cove. So it probably was really weird now that I think about it. But that got me through until I got the job transfer because because I didn't have, I, I drove to Phoenix for like five hundred bucks. Like it wasn't it wasn't really a plan. Um, I just knew it was time for me to go, and I knew that eventually I was gonna get the job transfer. And if I could just sustain myself for two weeks for five hundred bucks, I'd be fine, and, and it worked out. And so when he was there, he did like those odd jobs until he started like culinary school. No, no, no. So, so I didn't. And this is this is my disclaimer about culinary school. Um, 
I don't think that all I don't think that all culinary schools are built just to make money, but the way my experience with when I went out there, I went out there to go to the Cordon Bleu. Big name. I'm a, in my in my mind. Boom! I'm gonna go to the Cordon Bleu. I'm gonna work for a couple of years, and I'm gonna go to New York or L.A. or something. Um, after I graduate, so I go out there and I tell them, "Hey, my financial aid isn't coming through until October." The lady tells me, "Okay, well, we'll talk to you in October." I was like, "Wow!" Like it just like they were calling me every day, calling me every week, checking on me, making sure I was driving safe, everything. And as soon as I told them my financial aid wasn't coming through, I wasn't gonna be able to do it. They didn't call me, so I was kind of like. Now what am I gonna do? The whole point of me coming out here is over with. I mean, fortunately, I'm kind of I can kind of talk to people. So I met MySpace at the time. Jesus. So <laughs> we were on MySpace. Tom was it? Tom? It was Tom. <laughs> Tom is from Arizona, by the way. Oh, I don't wow. think you know. Is he? Oh no, he's from San Francisco. That was oh. the creepiest thing because Tom was, had everyone. He was always he had to be your friend. Tom's a billionaire. <laughs> I wish Tom was my friend now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find Tom again. But, uh, so like when we went when I went out there. Um, I, I, I kind of asked around and everybody was like, go to community college. Mm-hmm. And I was, and it kind of, it seemed crazy to me that anybody was telling me that because where I'm from, the community college yeah. that we had is like super hole in the wall. And it's, it's still, it's, it, it does its job. It educates people at a level that they can afford till they get to the university or gives you, teaches you a trade or whatever the case. So I'm thinking it's about to be this, man, um, half acre mm-hmm. campus, like two buildings, one of them being a gymnasium. But I went, again, Scottsdale, Arizona. So when I go to the community campus, college campus, like it's like a really nice campus. It's like yep. it's like CPCC, like a big stadium. It's, you know, they got stuff everywhere. And then in Arizona, they have a, a community college system. So in Scottsdale, if I take a class, if I live in Glendale, I can take English in Glendale and then do culinary arts in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. So and then all links up and then transfers together. So the system out there was real dope. Um, Which we didn't have back home. Um, yeah, it's I, not, it's I've, not, I've, it's I've never seen anything like that. We had so never many seen people, it. So. And so when he, I know when he was in, in community school, I decided to move when he started. You had just started culinary school, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, it, I think you moved. I started culinary school in the fall of 2008, and then you ended up moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earlier. So he year, had been there. He opened up, helped open up um, Monte Lucia Resort, and I moved there. I was like, well, shit, here goes nothing. So, <laughs> but I knew it was gonna work. Like, I, I, I had, I had, it I was just so too. far from me. It was a culture shock. Um, I was like, now I'm telling you, it's gonna work. Like, we'll yeah. be fine. Like, he knew, he fine. knew it would be okay. But for me, um, I love Phoenix. Um, even with the culture shock, I had just never lived somewhere, even in Nashville. The network I was around, my friends all went to an HBCU, so I still wasn't in so much of a culture shock because I was still around. A lot of people that look like me, um, thought like me, had fun like me, but then you move somewhere else, and like he said, it just puts you in the middle of, okay, now what do I do? Because even though he's there and he's become acclimated, I'm completely in a new situation. I had never lived with a, with a spouse ever. And I, I didn't Arizona. understand none of the problems. I was like, he was like, "What's the problem?" Like, I don't. I have no idea what's wrong because, like, me like dropping me in the middle of nothing I've ever seen before. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man, I've been waiting to do this my whole life." And then for her, she was like, "I'm leaving my family," and I was and so in my mind, I'm like, "Man, fuck your family. I left my family." <laughs> but I'm not. I'm, and I wasn't trying to be insensitive, but it's just like. We're about to do something, and I, I, I always, I've always felt like this is coming. I've always felt like the James Beard um, and you know the, the the restaurant success and um, the media success. Like I've always felt like we were gonna be. I've always felt like I was gonna be successful. Did you think about this podcast? Like you were gonna be on it? Yeah, this was like <laughs> top knew. of the list, for me, right? I was like, man, let him tell it. Because because I, I, I like like now, right now, I'm thinking about how five years is going to look. And I'm not just glazing over like, oh, man, in five years, it'll be nice if this happened. Like, I'm like, okay, so in five years when we got this, when we got our babies and our babies will be this old and we're doing this, like, I'm, I think I'm, I'm focused in having conversations and having feelings and notions about what I'm going to do when I'm living on a farm and we got a 20-seat restaurant and I got my kid. And, and a, it's hard to keep him here because that's a constant <laughs> with him. So I'm... Usually the here thinker, the now, like that sounds wonderful to me, but we have to do this now. That's our balance because I'm always 
reality, what's going on right now. And I believe in what he's saying for future wise. But if we're if both of us are out there, nobody's here. So I think that's one of the things that has helped us. Did you believe it then when you guys were in Arizona when he was saying all Greg, that was coming? Greg, yes. Greg wanted uh, the his first restaurant was going to be a hot wing spot. I did. You remember? Because I what you call we would go oh, through. Yeah, we was I helped him with his menu. Spot. He has a, he had a little menu with a chicken on it. So hot wing spot in Arizona in he, Phoenix. He was going to we were going to have okay. a hot wing spot. That's what the first Re- idea. was. Really, really, it was go to culinary school and learn some stuff, then go back home and open hot wing spot. Mm-hmm. That was because it was like that's what hot wing spot barbecue spot in Memphis is just what it is. That's what everybody opened. And so we had been there for a while. Um, he had worked at these resorts and learned all these different things. And I had gotten into the pharmacy world because I still hadn't let it go. I wanted to see how I liked working in pharmacy. And so once I got in it, the pharmacists were miserable. You know, the job was cool, but the <laughs> pharmacists I saw, Seems they kind of like hated it. their job. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's a boring job. It's like a cool job, but they all seem, I guess, the way you have to do it yeah. a lot None of times. Of them at like a Walgreens right. And this was mail order pharmacy. So okay. we're sitting at a desk all day like zombies. like Just putting in orders and stuff. I'm not a huh. zombie type girl. I, I'm used to the rush of being in the front. Um, you miss the hustle and bustle the of the restaurant life. Somebody cussing you out because their steaks not yeah. don't cook right. <laughs> like I love it, even though I hate it. Like I really love that shit. It just gives me a rush, and I like fixing stuff. So as much as I hate Excuse stuff, <laughs> as much as I hate shit to be messed up, I like being able to fix it and seeing someone happy after it's done. So that's gives why you a rush <laughs> gives me a rush to go through and someone, you know, something isn't done right, but I can fix it this way because you can watch. Three different personalities come out of one person in like 10 minutes. From <laughs> I'm starving, yeah. first I'm hungry, now I'm pissed, now I'm happy, and now I'm appreciative, and then I'm going to tip you because you changed how I've, like, that's a lot of different emotions. I enjoy that. You know, of course you want them to be happy, but I enjoy being able to fix it. I, when I say I'm a fixer, I'm a fixer in that way, um, which is why the front of the house worked better for me. I was never going to be standing over a stove. That, that's just not my thing. Yeah, and but I don't like people. Greg doesn't like <laughs> so it's perfect. He, does, he doesn't like yeah. having to. If he has to go out and explain to somebody why um, stone ground grits are not cream of wheat, he is <laughs> he is livid. It's not so. He this, is the thing mad. Is, it's not that I hate explaining. Like, I mean, y'all seen it. Yeah, I mean, we sat and we talked about food and we asked questions and you know, and I do that a lot of different times. Um, I can talk about food, or I can talk about food, and I can talk about my wife, or I can talk about any other things that I love and I'm passionate about. I could just go, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm talking from a, I'm not talking from a made up place. I'm talking from a, um, like an extremely intrinsic place. Like it's coming from, it's coming from my soul. It's coming from my heart. So I'm not, I don't have to think about it. I'm just really letting it flow. But when I have to try to figure out how to what to say, like, if if, if people are like. Why don't y'all have Quaker grits? Like, cause we had a lot of that at first, and I was like, Why don't you go of, someplace else? Like, like, yeah. so and that was I'm like, what, what, is, what kind of dumbass question is that? Like, why would you come here for Quaker? Expecting like, why, that you can make why, that in your microwave? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's pointless. I'm thinking, why would you even want to pay me for that? So yeah. I'm offended that you even expect me <laughs> to make that and charge you. Like that's offensive to me. So and as as I get older, I understand it. At first, I didn't want to. I didn't want to remake stuff when people were like, oh man, this is not over easy. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. This is over easy. You just want something other than over easy. You don't know what you what over easy you're is. Not, you're not asking for what you or, want. hundred yeah. percent. Like you're not <laughs> yeah. asking. There is no such thing. Everybody, there's no fucking such thing as medium plus. It's yeah. medium well, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's medium well. Like it's no, oh man, medium. Like no, no. It's medium rare, medium, medium well, well. Like just let's call it a day. Greg doesn't understand the art of um, bullshitting. No, <laughs> bullshitting <laughs> Which is a little and bit and. Telling people they're wrong, but making them think they're right. Yeah, I definitely yes. that. There is an art to doing <laughs> that in, yes. in in front of the house, in serving, in that, that I learned. I've been in the food industry for about, oh gosh, about 20 years now. I started, that's what I've started in. I've only been out of food industry three years of my life. So it's always been food industry. And there is an art to telling people they are wrong, 
but making them feel like you're telling them they are right. Yep, he, has, he has not mastered that. He has no interest in doing it. <laughs> so that's why I am. I would am, love to do that I, and learn how to do that. And see, I just I do don't that, think it's uncapable. And see, I do okay. that all day. And what bothers, I think what bothers him about me is I do that all day at work, but at home, he, he's not right. No, you're not right. And I get to tell Please, him he's are, not we, are right. Are you don't have to beat around the bush. Are we recording <laughs> yeah. right now? Is, that, is this live? Yes. Make sure. Yes. Don't worry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I need that. Send it to me. You don't have to tell Anybody else I just need that Because I, I have to do that All day Like we had someone Complain and say We put meat in their omelet And I had to tell my, my My management up front Because they're still young You can't tell people They're wrong Yes that mushroom Look like meat And we oh know it's God. a mushroom <laughs> <laughs> Yes Yeah you want to scream Right Like yeah. And we know it's a mushroom <laughs> I said Even though you didn't You made it over You cannot take the mushroom out And say See This is not a piece of meat yeah. I said You can't do that You're right but you're wrong. So how do you say it? Tell me how you'd say it to this person. Ma'am, I do, do apologize because we do saute our, our mushrooms and um, we make them, we brine them and we braise them and they do look like meat. Um, I do apologize. I'll make you one over, but I can assure you that there was no meat just because I have to assure them because it could be a religious purpose, right. purpose or anything like that. They're wrong, but I'm apologizing because yes. I deceived you into thinking it looked like meat and I'm going to tell you why. Shit, me. You need to know it's a fucking mushroom. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Bro, it's an oyster mushroom. Get out of here. And it's so, shredding like meat. It's no, it's, it's shredding, shredding like an oyster mushroom. Yeah, mush, they do. They shred. They got the fibers. And so a lot of people don't know that. And she's like, my daughter could have died with me. I'm so sorry, ma'am. It's not, but you just have you to. See me now. So are you mad though? Like, do I you feel like the daughter's got to die. I'm mad because, like, how's she gonna live her life? How? What in the you world? Know? That's her days are numbered. Yeah, yeah. Be honest. It's, it's <laughs> called it's called uh, evolution. <laughs> you know, you natural can, you, selection. You, you it's, it's one of those things. You're pissed about it, but you're also um, yeah. I understand cultural, cultural, cultural wise. <laughs> Make sure I can say that right. My mother would have been that lady that argued me down that that was a piece of meat. Would have mm-hmm. been. Still yeah. is. Yeah. You Still like is. understand the personality type. And your mama that. too. So yeah, I was gonna say, don't, don't get it twisted. My mom would have too. It, yes. it, that would have been. So would my mom. That would yeah, have been like continued discussion. Like, hey, um, I know you said this isn't mushrooms, but I yep. think it's probably. It's like, okay, bro. Yes, they're going to be right. It doesn't matter how many you can so waste your argue, time. Yes, <laughs> I'm arguing my mother in that situation. That's a smart way. So that's the way I have to think about it because my parents, our parents are still old school. His dad only gets the chicken and waffles when he comes. My mom only wants her waffle well done. She doesn't eat runny eggs. So a lot of those things that we were brought up with, we had to break a lot of when you're thinking about um, in the African-American culture and how we eat. And how we eat meat and things I was exposed to a lot Because I worked in restaurant industries My folks still eat well done steaks They want it dead it, We cringe Oh that must be hard for you guys we to do cringe Like at, at the I way do they it. eat I do it like real schneid And like overly aggressive Greg is, it's <laughs> hey, Burn it to I, a crisp I'll, I'll, Hey everybody else food ready man I got to burn these couple steaks for y'all I'll be, I'll be outside like, so I'm, It's going to take a while I'm like, yeah, So I'm going to be out here for another 30 45 minutes man Cooking these birthday steaks but I, you know, whenever y'all ready, that you know, is <laughs> Greg, and he's not over exaggerating. When when, I, when our parents come and like Greg made this higher end, I think Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner, and it was like vegetable based. It was really good, but it's not how our folks eat. And he was like. Nobody fucking ate the squash. She was just mad. And I was like... <laughs> she motherfuckers got high blood pressure now. You're yeah. so different. <laughs> You're trying to help. Yeah, I mean... And, and they no, want no, macaroni. I eat that stuff too, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but, we all eat those foods from whatever background that we're from mm-hmm. that we probably shouldn't be eating so much of. But I just think... I, it's, I think it's a lot that goes into that, um, culturally speaking. But mm-hmm. what I do know is one of the reasons why... We, I was okay with doing a breakfast restaurant because if it takes me to do, and I use the butternut squash example all the time, like if, so if it takes me to do a butternut squash uh, pancake to make a young kid or an older, a older person come in the restaurant eat that pancake and then when they're at the when they when they're at the store see that word butternut squash and say oh maybe I could use that for something I don't I'm not gonna change anybody's diet but I think I can give them different reference points. 
we made a uh, kale pancake one time with almond buttercream. Oh, wow. A lot of people didn't oh. eat that, right? Because it's like, oh. why would you put kale in a pancake? But for us, it, that that little bit of bitterness in a pancake kind of cut mm-hmm. the sweetness and then adding the almond to it. And I think we did like some kind of uh, vinegar syrup or something like that. I can't remember. But it was, it's not... I did, I'm not doing it because I think a kale pancake is the most delicious thing I can think of to make. I'm doing it because I want people to have a reference point. So if a little kid comes in and they see a kale pancake, they love pancakes. They might try it. They might not. They might love it. They might hate mm-hmm. it. But they have a reference point to not look at kale like this, oh, man, that's white folk food or rabbit food or whatever yeah. the moniker for it is for today. It's just from where we're from, um, Memphis is heavy on pork. We high on the hog, but we're also high on the obesity list and blood pressure list. So it's changing that mindset. I have younger sisters. They're like 19 and 20. So them being around us kind of exposed them to, we don't, I haven't had whole milk in years, unless I like I want a milkshake, almond milk, coconut milk, like different alternatives to eating. Um, one of my, my baby sister probably has more adventurous palate than I do, you know, just from being around Greg, eating different, because my parents would have had those poor babies eating well-done steaks forever, <laughs> you know? So now they like... Fucking their teeth up. Yeah. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you know, trying different stuff. They try different seafoods. I like mussels. I like oysters. I like raw oysters. I like different types of food. But coming from that culture, everything is well. If it's bleeding, it's going to kill you. Like, it's a whole lot of... I can't even go through the whole list I just, of... I just tell my folks to get something else. Like, if we yeah. got something and I think... So, oh, oh, son, that's interesting. How about now? Nah, just get, just go ahead. We have and get to tell them no. Over there. Just go ahead and get that because I don't want you to waste it and be mad at me for telling. They look you at us it. now when they're about to get something. We say, you're not, not, not gonna like it. Not for you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know your you parents. Can ta- I'll get yeah. it and you can yeah. take mine, but I don't want. I don't. You, want you know your folks, so you just like no, nah, and I don't want them to take the server through hell. Yeah. So for <laughs> me personally, I'm thinking from the server standpoint. Greg is thinking from the kitchen standpoint. So when we go out with them, I know we piss them off because we piss our friends off too. Because I'm always like, that's not tipping enough, and I'm yeah. always like, you know, I'm like, she did an awesome job. <laughs> yeah. You need to tip her. We had a whole thing. Yeah. We was don't get so awkward. Hilarious. Yeah, like we go through and we're, I'm sure they hate going out with us because me and Greg are like, no, we're going to do one ticket and we're going to pay like, you know, because I'm not it's splitting the worst this. T- when your friends it's ten of us, us, y'all. It's ten of us. We're not splitting What's it. What's wrong right? with y'all? Just so we do cash. that. What's wrong with you? We do that all the time. So it's just like from our experiences. But my friends are nurses, so when if I was go to a hospital with them, they would tell me tips. So I have to keep people let's abreast. Not, let's of not stuff. make that a thing to do either. <laughs> let's not. Let's not go to the hospital with our nurse friends. Let's not do that. Actually. I'm just saying. Get all the tips. Like, hey, yo, man. I know we're doing today. Labana, Methodist, Baptist, all the hospitals. Let's. Do it. You know, I would just Make share a shots and surgery carts. <laughs> so you know, we do that with our friends and stuff, and kind of just try to keep um, enlighten some of our friends. Like we want to do the farm, and for a lot of people my age, um, Greg's age, thirties, early forties, they're not trying to hear that farm shit because farm to us, to black people, farm equates to a field, and a field equates to slavery. So it's mm-hmm. still that close. Farm field slave. So, like, our grandparents, like, Greg's grandmother still had a garden growing up, but we kind of got away from that over time. My mother didn't have one, and his mother didn't have one, but his grandmother did. They cooked a whole lot more. Then the next generation was, oh, we'll just eat McDonald's, you know, on Saturday. Now our generation, well, the kids probably younger than us, they eat McDonald's, like, every day. They eat Burger King every day. So we got really far from that farm life. Like a backlash against that. I never yeah. really thought of it that way. Not sh- especially down south. Yeah. You drive past the open field, you're like, hell no. Yeah. So we're trying to, when we get our farm, and we just speak it, we like we spoke this into existence, you speaking it. Um, we get our farm, I want it like a modern day. I went to a place called Serenby in Georgia for my birthday a couple years ago. And it's a beautiful place. Like, they have, like, a thousand-acre farm. They have an inn on there. They have all these houses. It's really modern. Like, architects live there or something. So the houses are amazing. That was my first um, time seeing. It doesn't have to be a little house on the prairie. Um, A lot of us think like that. Like, I told Greg, I'm not going to, like, be Amish or anything and not have a phone. But I do understand becoming closer to... The earth and eating from the earth and growing your own food and things like that and how important that is. 
um, probably in the past six years, I've seen how important that is. And that's something we want to move towards. And trying to convince people to do that is a little bit harder because we're still so dependent on grocery stores and and I tell them, I'm like, y'all talking about grocery stores, but there's food deserts all throughout Memphis. So when you say that, what are you going to do to assist? And I feel like some people sometimes it's just good to say. Like, there's a food desert we should help, but okay, what the fuck are y'all going to do? Right. Are you going to have a garden or are you going to, yeah. So it's, when is this going to happen? It's townhouse living for folks. Um, I would like to at least purchase the land by the end of the year, early no. next year. So coming. And it's been, we've been, this has been going on for years, you know, like trying to think about where we want to be. It won't be here though. It'll be out in Tennessee. It'll be outside of uh, probably a couple hours outside of Nashville, a couple hours outside of Memphis, like in between the two. Cause we've always wanted to go back home. That's home. Tennessee's home. We've always wanted to go back home, but never, back in the city where we were just because um the city right now they're going through a whole phase of changing outside of gentrification just trying to get the the crime together so we just knew that if the school systems weren't like back where we wanted them we knew we weren't going to go right back to memphis but we wanted tennessee land soil water tennessee water is amazing and so maybe buying the land and then just like working it takes a long time to turn the land over I didn't know that, like, just getting it ready to grow shit. Just putting trees, you know, planting trees and stuff, that takes years. So that would be something we wouldn't go to immediately, but we could buy it and start getting it ready. And go back and forth. Go back and forth. Our folks are older. Um, have them kind of watch it. They can live on it. But the goal is to go back home have something eventually. Because you want to have something to give. Um, go back home, but then you want to have something to... Passed down. Our parents are getting older. Um, I feel like one of the things I envy about other cultures is they make it a point to pass something down to whether they're children, grandchildren. That's what you're working for now in life. It's always to pass something down. And so that's something I think we want to leave an imprint. Because when you're dead, you're dead, but you can leave an imprint. So that I want that to be our imprint on people. Yeah, so to piggyback, um, that we we said something a little earlier about thinking like how I'm like thinking always thinking in the future living in the future like feeling in the future like when we have discussions all the time I'm talking about um, making sure that money or knowledge isn't the reason why my great grandkids don't succeed because um, for because for for me. Um, or for you know a lot of people in our generation um, before us or whatever that could have been the issue. Like I, we we don't I don't have the financial um, capability to go to Harvard or Yale or whatever. And um, you know yeah I might get a scholarship but I still need to pay for this I need to pay for that. So I wanted to make it a point to set um, for it not to be well I don't have something that I could do. Like if you don't if you can't if you suck at everything right like you just, I'm suck. I can't even put a bicycle chain on, right? Like I was just I suck at everything, but you it have land, like yeah, right? <laughs> you, know yeah. you don't have sports, <laughs> right? You don't have academics, right? Right? Yeah, this right, is right. Like yeah. This, it's like yo, like if you just if you just need to find something that because I like I, I believe strongly that if you follow your passion and not just not not in the cute fucking uh, school book Sunday <laughs> shit, like mm-hmm. if you if you sit down and figure out the thing that you love to do. And you focus on doing that and being great at that and improving on that. I think it would be great. Um, so if that if my if my great grandkids can't figure that out, you got land. Use this land to get you ahead of where you were today. Yeah. Like I don't know how. Maybe it's selling fruit. Maybe it's selling dirt. Maybe it's selling bark. I don't know what you're gonna do, but you're gonna figure out. You you can't use the excuse that you don't have anything. And I mm-hmm. think that's not an excuse for a lot of us. A lot of us didn't, we didn't start off it. with those yep. things. So we want to make sure that if nothing else, you have a place to stay, you have food to eat, and you have you'll be able to sustain yourself with this land if nothing else happens. So because I feel like our generation probably is the first one that actually has an opportunity. So my grandmother, like young, used to like clean white people's houses and pick cotton and stuff like that. This is out of slavery, but you still don't have a lot of skills. So she could only pass on so much to my mother, which my mother was an entrepreneur and she owned her own temp agency. But that was like one of those things. Like that was one in like a one in a hundred thousand at that point. Because 
And so I think I was telling Greg the other day, I said our generation is really the first one that is like, we don't really have any excuse because our parents and our grandparents did a whole lot of shit. They had to take a whole yeah. lot of shit yeah. for us. So if they didn't have it, they didn't had actually had an excuse. Like they were getting hosed down. His mom, you know what I'm saying? His mom and dad, like they remember, and my dad, they were actually getting hosed down in Memphis. They remember they were kids when MLK got shot in Memphis. So my grandmother was working at the hospital. That's not to say that there still are struggles, but yeah. the, the point is like they you, took way more shit for us. You're supposed to. A lot of people say, "Man, these young kids got it so easy." They're supposed to have it easy. Like yeah. if you, if, if the generation before you does its job, the next generation is supposed to have it easier. If mm-hmm. it's harder, well, y'all fucked up. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? If you if you get to say, "I had to walk ten miles to school," and you only have to walk ten blocks, that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. That should be, yo, this is what we did it for. Make sure that you take it with you and do something. When people ask, when we're talking about chef stuff, right? And people ask me, how do I, and I, I, y'all probably would have asked this while I answered early, like, how does it feel to be nominated for a James Beard Award? Honestly, outside of being shocked, just like, what? Like, what? Like, just shocked, right? Paul Verica called me and was fucking with me because I, once he realized I didn't know, he was for like, I said, you don't know. I said, you don't know what's going on. And we had just talked a couple weeks ago about it. Um, the next person that called me was Ty Richards, and Ty Richards is, is one of my mentors because um, he was one of the first black chefs that I that I looked at that wasn't cooking soul food and not just receiving um, acclaim for it, but just doing – he still was cooking southern food. He still was cooking rice, uh, grits, field peas, collard greens, but he wasn't cooking it in a way that – was meat and three, or you know what I'm saying, cheese on top of a cast iron, and just you know, just putting soul food in different kind of containers and, and calling it a different type of food. Um, so I asked them, I asked him, I asked Keith Rhodes, I asked Dwayne Nutter, I asked, uh, I asked chefs that came before me, and I asked, I asked them from time to time, am I doing okay? Like, am I like, am I am I doing what I should be doing? Because I can't ask them, am I doing what you want me to do, or Am I doing what you would do? Like, am I do? Am I representing y'all right? Am I taking the work that y'all 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 put all this work in for twenty years or however long it was, thirty, forty? Am I have I taken the baton and am I doing the right thing with it? Because I don't want to. I want to make sure that not only am I paying homage, I want to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, like what I need to do. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to just come in and be like. You'll never hear me say that I did I, any of these things happen on my own. Outside of the fact that I have a, a partner, like I couldn't do these things if it wasn't for the people before me. I couldn't do these things if it were for like Joe Randall. Like I couldn't. It's so many people, Edna Lewis, Leah Chase. It's so many chefs that came before me that I, I could not. I wouldn't have the platform. Nobody would care. Nobody would listen. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time with soul food sessions. Like when we get together. Like two years ago, it was like black chefs. We were just cooking together just so we want to cook together. Now there's consistent conversation in Charlotte about the, the narrative of um, diversity and the leadership in kitchens. Mm-hmm. That conversation really wasn't happening for anybody in any kitchen two years ago before in Charlotte. But then once we started to do it and we started to have the conversation, it was okay. So speaking of 225, we're trying to make it a point to make sure that they have a platform mm-hmm. because they can cook great food in a closet and nobody ever find out about it. They, they can cook great food in a you know a bigger closet or a bigger kitchen or whatever. Nobody find out about it. But being uh, near us, next to us, anytime we get something, we mention them. People are trying to figure out what do they do. Yeah, they're talented. Yeah, they worked at these places under different chefs. But the reality is, I don't think I don't think that that's for, for lack of a better word, a better phrase. As a black chef who gets to a place where people are looking at me. It's my job to make sure I point them at, excuse me, younger chefs, younger black chefs specifically. It's my, that's my job. If I'm not doing that, I'm not doing my job. So I need to make sure that everybody knows, hey, look at these guys. If their food sucks, now that ain't on me now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do, I'm going to tell them what I need. I think they need to do to correct stuff, to fix stuff, mm-hmm. to improve, to make stuff better. But if I show you, if I shine a light on somebody and they don't execute, that's on them. So our generation, the generation before us, they just made it to where we have a platform. 
So now that we have a platform, we got to shine once we get up there. And that's the same way, piggybacking off what he said, that's how I feel about um, trying to give that when we had moved to Uptown Yoke, giving, um, there was an article coming out about minority women being uh, restaurant managers and getting higher position in restaurants. That doesn't happen. You will be, any um, black woman I worked on in the restaurant, she was probably the manager, but she was never going to be the GM. That was chains, private, whatever. So I made it a point to take a 21, 22, 23-year-old Sabrina, well, not Sabrina, 21, 22-year-old um, person that I needed to be be Sabrina in that yeah, role. I see how quick she corrected that. Well, not Sabrina, but... <laughs> not Sabrina, because no one can ever be me. <laughs> yeah, come <know>? on now. <laughs> they can aspire. They can aspire, but I can't, I can't make them, but I can teach them my ways, yes. you know, and teach them, hey, and that, will, that goes back to the mushroom. Yes, they are wrong, and I'm still teaching them this. And I'm thinking when I'm fussing at them about these things, I am going back saying, what would you have done at 21, 22? And I damn sure would have took that mushroom out and said, this is not a piece of meat. <laughs> you idiot. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so yeah, you take everything you know now and yeah, help them. I'm trying to and, help them now yeah. and, and teach them this game of outside of just the restaurant management and, and customer service. Um, because I can't always be there. My issue has always been trying to, I wanted to be there for everything and fix everything. And now we're seven years in, and I said last year, I can't always be there because you can't be everybody. So taking that and teaching other people and saying, this is how you do this. So even if you're not with me, this is how you do food costs. This is how you do labor because I was never taught that in the restaurant industry. As good as I was under somebody else, I wouldn't have had the same opportunity had I not created my own. So I was a really good trainer. I was able to bartend. I probably even know if this was legal, but I was able to bartend before I was 21. <laughs> Is that legal? Amen. Shit, I doubt But yeah. It's probably one of yeah. the least bad offenses that's illegal that happened in that yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's a no wild before I to you. Like, I was like, sir, what? Yeah, and uh, you know, like, even that, it's just different. Like, the rules were different then. They were a little more flexible. I was working on Bill Street. I wasn't even 21 yet. I was like 19. And I was serving in. Is there a statute of limitations on that stuff? <laughs> yeah, I think you're good. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, and I was bartending. I'm not a lawyer, though. So, <laughs> so I think well, I, it, I look, could be wrong. I, I'm not going to be in trouble. It's going to be the establishment. Yeah, exactly. I won't tell you the establishment. But yeah, so it was We'll just, look it up. I know, right? <laughs> we'll send it. It's on Bill Street. It's like 10 places. It's not hard. <laughs> well, how'd you guys get to Rock Hill? Uh, so <laughs> when we were in Arizona, um, like, like I said, like a big point for me was to get away from everything that was Southern. Like, all of it. Uh, and for Sabrina, I think she was a little homesick when she came. And we had a great time, and I think it was really fun. But I think the homesick kind of, it was like, okay, now I'm homesick. Then I got to a place where we was, like, in, and everything was great. Then as our sister started to get older, she was just like, man, I'm getting kind of homesick. I'm not, I'm not a part of their lives. I can't see this. I can't see that. And we were going to see them or whatever, but it was just one of those things to where, um, for her, it was kind of time to get back to family. And for me, I felt like the only way I was going to be able to um, get out everything that was in my head creatively was to go do my own space. Mm -hmm. And we tried. Like, I went to people and was like, listen, I'll run the whole restaurant. Just give me $12 an hour. Mm -hmm. I just was willing to take anything for mm -hmm. somebody to let me do what I wanted to do. Um, and it just it didn't work out for me. So I was just like, well, look, let's just go to another city um, and I felt like Charlotte was a great place because, for one, the um, the African-American population here was not like 2%. So I was like, okay, well, there's some culture to be had here. We just had to find it. Um, I also felt like the food scene, while it had some really great perks, like then I think my Mark Jacksina, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, Halcyon was kind of one of the places. And it was one, it's just two more places that I applied to now. I, I just saw Facebook and I was like, bro, I, I applied to work for you and you didn't even respond. Like, how dumb do you feel now? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, Big mistake. Like I, I, and I just, I just want to work the line. Just, just to get y'all in our head, we go through old emails and see where Greg applied and we laugh at those people. I mean, yes. we, do, we, we do shit. Like, or Greg is friends with them and I'm like, I'm like, hey, he didn't even respond back to you. We're going to get in his shit next time we see him. Yeah, like, like, you Call should respond out. back now. And say, hey, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm still waiting on this response. <laughs> What's up? And six they, years, and they'll see it and be like, Oh, Greg, oh, no, let me see what's going on. Oh, but so, I mean, we just we just wanted to do it, so we moved, we moved with the intentions of moving to Charlotte. We knew that Charleston was like 
you know, a two and a half hour drive. So we lived with her parents in uh, Somerville for a while. Um, driving back and forth. For like the goal, two months, I think two or three months yeah. trying to come, like trying the to. The goal find a place was to, to get here. a job. The goal was to get mm-hmm. a job, maybe sous chef level, junior sous, something like that. Something where I had some leadership, and I was going. For me, it was all about let me cook. Like somebody needs to give me an avenue to be able to cook food and create. Mm-hmm. Um, now I see how overly simplistic I was making that. Um, because I I wouldn't just give somebody a job and let them cook <laughs> in my place. You know what I'm saying? So, um. And we were just trying to find a place um, to do that at. She was trying to find a job. I was trying to find a job. Then mm-hmm. I found a place, um, equipment already in there, furniture already in there. I was like, yo, we got an open restaurant. And she was like, okay, you got to get a job. First, I was like, nah, we got to open a restaurant. Like, we got to open a restaurant. I was like, I promise you. I was you. like, hell and no. And I said, I promise <laughs> this is going to be the best decision we've ever made. And, and it took a long time. And she didn't want to deal with her parents on that um, level. I didn't want to mix any money and with I, family. And Greg was like, no, I'm going to tell. He told them the lowest number he could think of. He was like, he told my mom and dad, he was like, look. If you give me seven thousand, hey, hey, that's not true. What I didn't did you say, say? seven thousand. <laughs> they said they would give me seven thousand. I said, well, I'll make it work. I did, <laughs> they could have said five hundred, and I would have been like, okay, I'll make it happen because I would, <laughs> I it, like it's it's a piece, it's something so deep in me that believes. Yeah, I this is the thing with me, right? I married who I think is the earthly representation of God, right? So. I knew that if I could That's find... That's what I call Vaughn, too. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. You, you can use it, bro. I think you can use it. Wow. You Let me write that down. <laughs> That's amazing. You said so that. Like, I've never heard of that and don't, and don't the get girly representation the of earthly representation God. of God. Okay. Earthly. <laughs> okay. I got, I'll, I'll listen back and hear He's got to work it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a lot of words. And I think, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I like... I, I've always felt like if I could find... Once I find the woman, um, and like my mom's a black woman, so I feel really strongly about me finding a black woman. I felt like that was gonna get me to the next level. Um, so once I found her, what well, once we found each other, I won't say I found her because she likes to tell a story. Like I had nothing. Like I chose you. You didn't had nothing to do with this. <laughs> when I was rich, anyway. Um, I, like I feel like for me, when I was like, okay, I have the person. Like my mom has always had my back, right? Um, told me when I did wrong, told me when I did right. I knew when I found that person for me that I could do anything. Like, and I don't, there's nothing food-wise. Once I found my passion, I was like, okay, boom. I got my passion, I got my wife. I could do anything, whatever I want to do with food. So, this is beautiful. So, <laughs> so when, I, when we're talking about opening a restaurant to a lot of people, they're like, how'd you open a restaurant for, with 15000 Because we actually borrowed 20000 but I think we took five of that and paid like Regular rent at home and, and car notes and right, stuff like that. Right, because you weren't working. Right. Yeah, yeah so it was just like trying to, Greg and his mom, when I Hold went time. in there. Let me finish the story. Oh, okay. I know you're going to go. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta wrap it how, up. Too. How long we got? Is there we somebody got, out there? There's people waiting on us. Oh shoot! So, so we got like 30 minutes. No, oh, no, oh, I was like, no, 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 no. I got like five. The, re- minutes. the reason well, why we find yeah. the reason why we found Raquel is just by looking on Craigslist and we found the place. And I felt like I could have done this in. Greg would have done this out of a shoe, so it's just one. A hundred percent, and it would have worked out of a shoe. Once he convinced me that. Okay, just do it for a couple months. I just need your help. He told me I would only have to do it for like three months, and it's been like seven years. So <laughs> you never went back to yeah, pharmacy. Seven yeah. years, no, which is months. good though. Never. Seven okay. years and three months. One quick question for us white people: <laughs> Tell us a few places that we could go, like that you guys really like to go to. That would be the here. People, yeah, that aren't yeah, mainstream, like the Charlotte area. So. Chubs is fucking delicious. We just we like love yeah. Chubs. Um, Which, yeah, we need of course, go. when you going for soul food, like I like I think it's soul food. You're gonna Ooh. go to Nana's. You're gonna go to Lawans. So pick that's one. soul food. Pick one. No, I'm pick not one. picking one. Pick one. Nana's pick and Lawans. <laughs> if you want down. the pick bar, one, one. you don't have to write down. We can, <laughs> We're recording. It's recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to What the Fries. We always support our soul food sessions, brothers. Mike, Mike Bowling is working on a spot. Um, Jamie um, Turner now is working at Earl's Grocery. We're at Earl's. Yep. Mark Jackson is one of my closest. Tell them the Mark Jackson story. When we were coming oh, here yeah. looking for jobs. Oh great. yeah, so I went and I started at a few different places. So I went to start at uh, Halcyon with Mark Jackson, and he walked me outside and said, "Hey man, I think you're great. I want to hire you, but I'm not. They're not going to pay me. They're, they're not, not going to let me pay, pay you. you what you're worth. Right, right. And also, while after he had, during around the same time, I got my stage. Chris Coleman, Mike Bowling, and Bill, Ben Philippot all applied for jobs at Halcyon. So had wow. they done what they needed to do, we all would have been in the kitchen at the same time. That's 
That's insane. That shit would have been nuts. Yes, can bro. you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We, yeah, yo, that would have been. And so that's why Mark is one crazy. of my favorite people to this day. Yeah. Because he was straight he up was and down a, he honest. He was 100% honest. Um, uh, some other guys, Greg, I mean, they're still cool. I'm still cool with them. But they were like assholes about not giving him the job, giving, giving him the job. But I'm not mad about it. I'm, I promise I'm not, y'all. Because it worked out. Ass. It worked <laughs> out. But it. it worked out. You know, it was, it was a reason why he wasn't supposed to get it. I just appreciate Mark because Mark was just like straight I think, up. Like, I think at this point we're going to have to do a part two now. I know. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. We'll I want to. Two. I seriously, I'm like, I don't want to. We haven't even, these people? we literally I haven't even gotten to, we just got to rock. I know. So, okay. The Yolk. Uptown, uh, Uptown Loftin Cellar, two two four East Seventh Street. Okay, yeah. we're there till two o'clock daily, except for on Sunday we're there a little bit later, so like after three o'clock. Okay, and the Tennessee fries. We were going to spend a lot of time on that. Home fries. I love the Tennessee fries so much. Home. Like I used to go. So my the office name? in Rock Hill. That's the oh. Tennessee. Fries. I would go to the Yolk so much. I would get the Dobbin Speckle. I don't even know if that's how you say it. We still have the Dobbin Speckle. The Dobbin Speckle and the Tennessee fries. And every once in a while, you have like a special hash that I would get. The I love all that. hash. Yeah. yeah. So all the, that stuff is good. So the Dobbin Speckle Everything's good. is actually named after, we have it, but it's a different French toast. It's named after Mark and Lisa Dobbin Speckle. They own um, Bread Smith and Fort Mill. Oh, I so didn't know that. We named it after he's them. And, and, the penal, and the Pennell hash <laughs> is named after. So that <laughs> I'm telling you something. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's named after Anita and Paul. Panel. Why are you being are we so sorry? No, sorry. it's been after a name. <laughs> Put it down, Jason. Put that after ukulele Anita down. and Paul Pennell, um, that have Pennell Farm. Um, we named it after them, so that's what they that came from. You're oh, an asshole. Awesome. I just want. This sorry. is why I didn't okay, like I'm him. Sorry. This is why I didn't like okay, him. Okay, we got He's, one final question. No, the fried and dyed, the chicken skins. Your food right. takes me to another that's, level. Well, that's what we're d- emotionally. Okay, we always do what the best thing you ate this week. So you have to tell us the best thing you ate this week. Or drink. It can be black cherry soda. Shit. We can go first. Just yeah, talk okay. about your fried chicken. So yeah, skins. the best thing I ate this week, and it's not pandering. I, it doesn't it matter pandering. if you guys were here pandering. or not. That's fine. No, the fried I like and pandas. died. <laughs> Those. So the chicken skins. I'd heard about them. I didn't know you were doing them with the fried. We, we all read the Kathleen Purvis story. We all read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I know that she got them when she was sick from from Rachel yeah. Sutherland, your yeah. lovely <laughs> PR person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it has that similar Tennessee fried spice on it. That just so savory, good. sweet, so, spicy. Can I get tell them what it's a rendi- oh. it's a rendition of? If you think of a Memphis dry rub, it's his own rendition. And, oh, it's, you're and it's always brown sugar based, but it's mm-hmm. a thousand different things that I could put in there to reflect other things. So fucking but magic, it, is but what it's it is. a Memphis Thank style you. dry rub that you would put on ribs and stuff. We had okay. a guy yesterday come in and he was like, "I just want twenty dollars worth." Like, can you buy dope. it? Do you guys do that? But we haven't bottled up here for this new location, but this guy yeah, came you, you in. You still sell it in Rock Hill? Yeah, 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 yeah we, we, we're gonna okay. start back, yeah. because it's a branding thing. We're trying to get like everything branded on oh, one. Sure. You know how you're rebranding. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to do that as opposed to start selling it. But this guy was just wanted a quart container of it. He was like, "I want what it." He, it was like drugs no, to him. You cannot come into but, the yoke and ask for a quart <laughs> container of Tennessee season <laughs> and we sell it. This is not no. Everybody has a price. Right up my yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I won. All right. You want this shirt? I'll sell it to you. So that's the best <laughs> thing I ate this month. But Thank go you. ahead, Jason. Well, I'll, I'll let them go. I'll let them go. Okay. Best thing you best ate or drank. Best thing you ate this week. This week. Oh shit! This week. Yeah. Um, it had to be. Um, I had some pineapple sherbet this week, and it was delicious. From where? Publix. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that place. Shout out to Publix, not a Shout sponsor. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, no. Don't worry sponsor. about that. Don't worry about that. I'm going straight to Publix for that pineapple yeah. shirt. Right it was this. delicious. I'm, yeah, that was like yeah, the first the thing that came to the my Collier's mind. The Collier's shop at Publix. Everyone knows. Always coffee, though. I'm not just coffee. I know Greg was telling us that oh, he said yo, it was too late in the bro. day. For we, I had a, uh, for speaking of not just coffee, they, had, they have a cold brew that they're doing. I think it's East Coast. Like a uh, guest brewer, yo, this shit tastes like fucking like sweet tea. Is it the one right so, next to you? Oh, your, I didn't know that. Is that the one you go that. to? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. not like bitter. Like sometimes it can be a little bitter. Nah, it's not a bitter it's, aftertaste. It's yeah. not even count. It's like light and clean and mm. very. Fl- My favorite the, drip coffee is Magnolia coffee. That's yes. the one we sell, and that's why I always um, yeah. get so it good. because I love that that drip coffee. But iced coffee, I go to not just coffee. So you All know right. how you have two different, yeah, like different, different temps. They're yeah, not the same. It's like you're cheating, but you're not. Yeah, and I am. I'm a straight up caffeine drink. I drink espresso, um, and so that's like my vice. Like, so yeah, I they. Love, love I love coffee. them. Man. Gotta have it. Gotta have What's it. What's the best thing you guys have had this week? I know uh, I have to go. I actually like the uh, your chicken sliders. Oh, that the we Nash had. Vegas. Oh, chicken yeah, the, sliders. Yeah, Nash Vegas. So real quick, the reason why, and that so I cook like that a lot and put beans together like that a lot. So specifically, that dish is. A fuck you to the chicken and watermelon stereotype. Mm. 
It's like fried chicken and watermelon. And people are like, oh my God, it's delicious. Yeah, but it's really saying fuck you to the stereotype. So yeah. I'm glad you like it. But if you hated it, I wouldn't. I still have it on the menu. <laughs> What's the best thing you ate this week, Greg? Oh, yeah. So the best thing I've eaten this or week. Or drank. Yeah, I could be. Um, I think the coffee is the best thing I've drank this week. I can't. He doesn't drink alcohol anymore. Jack Cena, you know, Jack Cena quit drinking like like five hundred days ago or something like that. Yeah, so Greg got heard. inspired, okay. and now he hasn't been drinking. So no one drinks with me, and so I drink by myself, but not a lot. <laughs> they call that alcoholism, tequila? but we should. I didn't bring it, but yeah, we should bring we drink should, together. We should drink yeah, together. He doesn't drink no, yeah, either. I so I don't want no pause in that daycare <laughs> so situation. Greg was like, Greg was like, no, I don't. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop drinking. I just I just wanted to prove a point. Okay, we're gonna make this a part two because this was really. I know good. we need to yeah. have you guys we, back. We have to come back. Let's yeah. do it. We're not finished. All right, yeah. we can finish. Okay, out. everyone, thank you so much for coming. For, Uptown, but, you know, find them. Uptown, yeah. And where can we Lofton find you online? Seller, uh, Uptown Yo. Uh, Uptown Yo. The two two five is that? Uh, yeah. So two two four East Seventh Street, and we have two two five Street Food. Is in there in the evenings if, at uh, the Seventh Street Market until. I think this week is their last week. No, they got two more weeks. Oh, two more weeks. Okay. They got that's, this week. That's in our and the end of next space. week. Yeah. And then we have another. Now the tax so. season's over. I'm gonna go to it. Just oh, yeah. to explain to people, in the evening time, we turn our use our space as an incubator space for um, pop ups or food trucks yeah. from like three o'clock, three thirty to close. Mm-hmm. We let um, smaller concepts come in there and use uh, Uptown Yoke spot. So if you think it's us there after three o'clock, it's tonight. It's another okay. concept. Yeah, if it's there. nuts after three, and it's delicious. <laughs> Yeah. But it's delicious It won't suck <laughs> Alright You guys were awesome We're gonna have you back yeah. Hopefully for yeah. time Thank you Alright take care guys Where's the ukulele? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Can we sing during the ukulele? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Sing it loud I don't, I don't I'm not inspired <laughs> now I'm so contrary Once you ask me to do something I'm not gonna do it Tennessee whiskey <laughs> Or Tennessee fries Tennessee fries <laughs> Or Tennessee seasoning. <laughs> 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 <It's> whatever. <laughs> <So good. laughs>